Welcome to the Wedding Wise Podcast, where I dive into the world of weddings with other professionals sharing their tips, tricks, and insider knowledge to help you plan the perfect wedding. From choosing your dream venue to selecting vendors who help bring your vision to life, we cover everything you need to know to make your wedding day a truly special and unforgettable experience. And for fellow wedding professionals, you'll get to hear what others are doing in our industry and maybe learn a thing or two yourself. So let's learn together. And again, welcome to the Wedding Wise Podcast. Welcome to the first episode of the Wedding Wise Podcast. Now, this first episode was recorded through Instagram Live, which was originally going to be the platform that I used to record these. However, I quickly found that network connections and lag times really affected the quality of the recordings, both audibly and visually. So from here on out, I will be using Riverside.fm to record these so that way we get the best audio and the best visuals possible. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoy. So um, looks like we got a few people here joining. Uh, essentially, what this is is basically me interviewing Casey with EBJ Company um, in Nashville, Tennessee. She is a wedding planner, and kind of posted a poll. I guess it was a couple of days ago, asking people, you know, what questions you have for a wedding planner. And we're going to go over basically the three main questions. Uh, and before we do that, uh, Casey. Tell us a little bit about EBJ and company and like, I guess, you know, when you started, for, I'm kind of curious of where EBJ comes from, yeah. like the, the letters and the initials. Um, so give us a little insight into that and then we'll kind of jump into the questions. Amazing. Um, hi, Kara. She is so sweet. She said you look fab. Um, this is so much fun. So, okay, EBJ and company, it started many, many years ago by a woman named Janie Varn, who was a great family friend of ours. And I kind of helped her growing up with weddings here and there when she needed extra hands, because we all know there is a tribe that is behind every wedding that comes to life. So I kind of helped her and then um, took over that business about six years coming up on six years ago, I started full time with her and then really took over about four years ago and became owner. So the EBJ is, um, stands for events by Janie, which is what her company was. And then as I took over, you know, it was with the vision to grow the company with multiple planners, which we have another one now, Presley, and, um, she's wonderful. So that is why we added the and company. Um, yeah, so we are based here in Nashville and, um, I live actually down in Spring Hill, but we're all over this Middle Tennessee area and planning wonderful weddings and events. That's amazing. Okay. Fun thing. I'm actually in Spring Hill too. So this is like the first time I think so we both mentioned that. So we should just go oh, to the coffee shop awesome. and skip all the, the Instagram invites and stuff um, and done that in person then. Um, Great. Yeah. And so you said six yeah. years you've had yeah, experience really doing this, been right? doing it full time for six years. Some days okay. I still feel like a newbie that, you know, it's just, we're always learning something. Right. But, um, yeah, we've been doing it for a good minute now. So we've got to process down and, and really kind of honed in on the weddings we love to do. Um, but we're still learning every day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, weddings are just changing all the time, too. It's like there's always new trends, new things you got to keep up with. So that's part of the learning process, you know, just that part. But, yeah, I mean, I'm coming up on five years myself, so just behind you. And uh, every – I basically tell 
like all my couples um and i even have like guides for my couples and stuff and like step one is if you don't already find a good planner um i've shot i mean definitely over 100 weddings and ones with planners ones without planners and the ones with planners definitely always go much smoother something goes wrong the bride never knows um i always use like one example for when couples like on the fence um there were four morals that kind of got messed up and so one wedding had a planner bride never even knew planner took care of it florals are fixed good to go um the other one was kind of you know more of a uh-huh. like hey my friend's gonna be the planner and so friend was coming in being like hey the florals yeah. are messed up and like bride was stressing out um and so i hated seeing that and so of course we the team had to step in um and you know help make things go smoother which is also you know not having a planner your team of you know Again, florist, videographer, photographer, a lot of times yeah. they're stepping in and doing a lot of the work too. So um, I always recommend having a planner so that they can do their job so everyone else can do their job. Um, and so when couples are in the process, you know, let's say a couple just got engaged and they're starting the wedding planning journey, what um, like what would probably be the first step or first few steps you recommend they take? Yeah, great, great question. So we always kind of say, you know, celebrate first. And then when you're like really ready to, you know, start diving in and planning, have those conversations with um, your future spouse, as well as anyone that will be contributing to the wedding, either financially or really that's the big one is financially because whether, you know, you love their opinion or not, they're the ones paying for the wedding. So just having that respect is important, but also understanding everyone's expectations from the very start is important too so kind of having one big wedding meeting with everyone that wants to be financially um you know contribute to the wedding having that hard conversation about about guest count because really those two things go hand in hand so having those two conversations and having a really good um understanding and expectation about the limitations or no limitations that are set forth it's going to be well worth it to do that at the very start than you know arguing about how much a chandelier costs or this band or that band when you already know your limits from the start so we say have those conversations and then another really important thing that may be more fun um, than talking about money or who's invited or not is going to be just listing your priorities you know talking with your um, fiance as well as like hey what's actually important for you you know what do you want this day to be like And then just knowing, you know, those priorities from start to finish is even better because then you can kind of remind yourself throughout when it does get stressful or hard, um, like, hey, this is really what was important to us. So those are kind of where I like to start. Okay. So that's where you recommend they start. So I kind of say, hey, have the budget conversation, have the guest list conversation. And then understand, um, you know, having that understanding and just like everyone getting on the same page there, then talk to a planner right away. You know, like, don't feel like you have to book a wedding or sorry, book a venue. My daughter wants to say hi. Say hi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Don't feel like you have to book a venue or a date before you talk to a planner. In fact, I say go ahead and um, talk to a planner, hire a planner before you really nail down a venue. 
um, a lot of times you can end up spending more money awesome. than you really thought you were going to after you get locked into a venue just because you didn't have you know a professional come in and explain you know some additional fees that are included in a venue or things like that that's a great point i i'd always thought that you know essentially it was like date first mm -hmm. and then like figuring out the venue um i always knew the venue and planner were kind of kind of like right there like one could kind of kind of book, book before yeah, the other and at least that's what i thought but it definitely makes a lot more sense knowing that well yeah but also i mean I think a big thing is, you know, there's so many wedding venues, especially, you know, when you talk about that, um, having a budget and a guest list, it probably helps a lot to have a planner who's worked at all these venues. So, you know, okay, this one can accommodate that many guests. This one can accommodate those things that you're um, wanting and those values you have and what's important to you. Yeah. So, yeah, it definitely does now that you say make a lot more sense to kind of put the, the planner towards yeah. even more towards the front. Um, so, that's, so I want to kind of recap on that. So you're saying a couple just got engaged, first of all, celebrate, which I do love that because some people are like, start, like you got to start now. Um, I am also a big fan of like, but um, celebrate and kind of talk with a planner. And then you're saying, do those things about finding a budget, talking to the people who are involved in paying for the wedding, talking to each other and those things. And then... Solidify your plan, solidify your planner, and then go from there. Yeah, is that I think right? so. Um, and again, some people may know I definitely want to get okay. married at this venue, or like these are top of the list, or you know. And if that, if you've had your heart set on a venue, great. Like, feel free to book it. Um, you know, I just know that sometimes people get into the venue searching process, and then it gets overwhelming. So it's definitely a great idea to bring a planner before then. That can help you through that process. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so you kind of gave me an idea of what questions couples should be asking themselves and each other. What should they be asking planners that they're- Yeah, great question. So um, I think having a good understanding of how the planner plans, like what is their process? Do you get a certain amount of meetings with them? How often do you talk to them? Communication style is a really big one, you know, just, Feel free to share your preferred communication style and see how that works with the planner. Um, us personally, we do the majority of our communication with our couples through email. Um, we definitely will do phone calls. We meet in person, of course. You can text me if there's you know a dire question, but just knowing that you know that majority of communication is going to be through email and through our planning software, I think is important because you know that may not work with your with your schedule or how things go. So just having an understanding of that. Um, and then of course you wanna understand how their payment structure works as well. So for us and our full service planning, it is a percentage base. And then for our month of coordination package, it's a flat fee. Um, so just kind of having an understanding of how that works with every you know planner that you talk to is really important. Awesome. Um... Yeah, I was going to you know, kind of ask you those questions yourself, but you kind of answered yeah. those um, as you went along. Uh, so I guess give me a little bit more insight into what roles you play on a wedding day then. Um, because you, you mentioned those two things. You mentioned like full planning and yeah. then you said month mm -hmm. of coordination, right? So what, what are the difference between those two for like couples who maybe have no idea? Like, because I feel like um, sometimes, you know, when you're not in, in, when you're not in the industry, you can kind of say, 
let me knock out the bulk yeah. of the planning and then hire a month up yeah. coordinator to kind of like tidy it up and stuff. Uh, do you think that's a good idea or like what's kind of the difference between those? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it really does come down to, you know, when you, again, when you first get engaged and you're kind of looking forward at the coming year, coming months, you know, how much time do you really have to devote to plan your wedding? Uh, you know, it's hundreds and hundreds of hours that we spend uh, with our full service clients. So just kind of having that conversation with your future spouse and, you know, everyone else and how much time do we really have? And also how much help do we really need? So we love, you know, coming alongside our couples that have really busy work schedules or, you know, maybe have the desire to be really hands-on, but they just want to make sure that they're doing things you know, that makes sense, that flow well, you know, we can answer questions that you didn't even know that you had or think about things you didn't even know that you should be thinking of. So um, that's kind of what our full service package is, you know, from start to finish, our hands are in it all and just making sure that everything's going to flow well and really bringing an additional um, perspective to your wedding as well. So just making sure that um, all the vendors that you hire kind of work with your personality, with your budget. And that's really a big thing we work with too, is just managing the client's budget and making sure we're not overspending in one area or underspending um, and where we really should put more money into to make sure the entire experience is great. Um, and then for coordination, the um, ours personally, we step in about six weeks out from the wedding day. So we kind of do tie up all those loose ends, you know, put the timeline into place and of course execute the whole day as well. Um, and that can really just be for couples that are like, okay, I've planned my wedding and I'm just ready to relax. You know, I don't want to have to worry about all these final details. So that's when we come in and kind of make sure everything happens. Um, and we have a lot of couples that book us four months of coordination still nine months in advance from the wedding day so they know like they want to be you know super involved they want to plan their own wedding and that's great um but they want to make sure that they have someone to come in at the end to take over and really go that's great and so you mentioned um like vendors themselves um do you do a lot of communicating like are you some I guess with most of your clients, are you typically the middle mm -hmm. person with communicating with client? Uh, like yeah, the vendors absolutely. That the client so we'll hires? do the all of that okay. communication. You know, we're kind of we basically are saving our clients all of the emails and the back and the forth and the checking in and and doing all the research on availability and pricing. Mm -hmm. And we'll kind of gather like a good pool of options for them, and then we may decide, okay, out of these that we've gathered, here's the top two or three that we'll present to our client. And so that's just kind of helping them with all the Instagram searches and you know doing all of the work that goes into planning. I save them from that do a lot of communication yeah i mean and tying back i mean six years of wedding experience you worked with you know who knows how many vendors and so you probably have like you know exactly who makes um, a good team who works well with one another and stuff so yeah in my mind like that that piece of communicating vendors, knowing who to kind of mm -hmm. present to them like that saves like that's worth the money i feel like yeah, there is just saving all that time. Um, is there anything else you can think of that couples may need to know as they're planning their wedding, or is there anything else that you want to kind of go over? Um, 
gosh, nothing super big comes to mind. Um, we always say that, you know, we want you to enjoy this process, which is why, you know, our true bread and butter is going to be that full service planning from start to finish. We just, you know, take a lot of, um, take a lot of pride in just getting to know our couples and making it a personal experience. So would just kind of encourage engaged couples to, you know, stay true to yourselves. Don't feel like you have to follow any trends that you don't love. Um, but at the same time, if you love a trend and you want to go for it, like do it. This wedding is about you and, um, and your marriage. So just enjoy the process. I love that. And I'm going to end with this question just to kind of like throw a little personal touch on it. What has been your favorite trend that you've seen in six years? Because six years is a lot of weddings. So what has been your favorite thing you've done or favorite thing you've brought to life for a couple? This shouldn't be this hard. Um, I don't know if this is a trend, but this is the first thing that came to mind. So I'm just going to share it because I maybe it's an unpopular opinion, which is not what you asked for. But this is what came to mind. Um, not having speeches at your wedding and just doing them at the rehearsal dinner. However, having one fabulous toast, whether it be by the father of the bride or the mother or a close family member to like kick off the evening, that is so special and wonderful. And then keeping all the other speeches at the rehearsal dinner, that would be my favorite, I hope becomes a trend that we just kind of continue on. So that's what I would say. Last year, I noted, like, I don't know if it's because I kind of started talking more about the importance of that, but at least in my kind of field, I started mm -hmm. seeing that sort of become the trend. Because, yeah, like, not, not only does it help with the timeline of the day and, like, kind of help the reception go smoother, I essentially tell my couple is that your rehearsal dinner is, like, yeah. your wedding day is already the closest people. And your rehearsal dinner is, like, kind of even squeezing that even yeah. tighter, like, the closest of the closest. Um, and so... Like and with no schedule and with having more of an intimate crowd, like you're gonna hear more stories, um, probably hear like funnier things that maybe you know right. wouldn't be said in front of 250 yeah. people on the wedding day, um, things like that. So yeah, I'm right there with you. I hope rehearsal dinners continue to become more popular. Um, yeah, because I absolutely love them. And like as a wedding videographer, I mean, it makes my job easier because now I have all these stories to kind of help tie into yeah. the wedding film yeah. in the day from the rehearsal dinner. So. Yeah, I'm right there with you. That's uh, fingers crossed. That that's gonna be, um, I don't know, seeing the in and out trend, real thing that with weddings on Instagram. Yeah. Maybe that's gonna be the end uh, for this year. We'll see. We'll see. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to um, hop on this live. I'm yes. glad we worked through that little invite fiasco in the uh, beginning. But yeah, um, for those that are just not joining or you only saw a part of it. We're going to share this to our profile, so you better go back and watch the full thing. And it'll also be turned into a blog post as well as a podcast episode that I'll share the links awesome. to um, later today. Bye. Yeah, thank you. Bye, Thanks so much again, Casey. Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to the Wedding Wise podcast. I will put Casey's Instagram and website links in the show notes. And if there's anybody else you feel would make a great guest, feel free to refer them to me through Instagram Messenger or share this show with them and have them reach out directly. Thanks again. I look forward to sharing more wedding information with you guys in future episodes.